Hey everyone, Jack here again. I got a quick uh, announcement to make before this, just to make sure everyone's on the same page. This episode is actually very old. Like, I think we recorded this in September, October. Um, so if anything seems weird in that sense, that is why. Turns out I have a terrible file system for trying to organize our episodes, and I lost this one. It was lost, but I found it, I got it edited, we're good to go, I'm releasing it now. Uh, secondly, there's been a big gap in time, that's because of me and Austin's schedules not lining up very well, uh, we're just going to consider this the end of season one kind of thing, and starting up season two here in a week or so. But yeah, during this holiday break from Thanksgiving to the New Year's, it's just been too much of a hassle, so we, uh, sorry about that break. But we are going to get back on it here soon, and I hope you enjoy. Thanks, guys. Welcome, everyone, back to Tangent Podcast. With your two favorite podcasters in the whole wide world, we are here to talk to you about lots of things. Many things. Many things. We may tangent off on many, many topics. Well, I'm Austin. I'm Jack. Welcome back. <laughs> it's the Mothman! Dun-dun-dun! Yes. The Har- Har- what's it? What's Harbinger of Doom. Harbinger? The is Harbinger it, of Doom. Is it Doom or Death? I, I read Doom. It could be Death. I think you're right. You could you could consider it both. Yeah, but we'll we'll get into that. Let's get into this, shall okay. we? Well, should we start off with the beverage? We're starting off with the beverage. What did you get for us today? We got us some more science. Science. Because last time it was just so incredible. Oh, um, that Fuji apple was so good. It was so freaking good. I was like, we gotta try a different flavor. So we're doing going with Zion's Energy again. This time we're going with the Frostberry Blast. See, I'm excited because blue is like my favorite flavor of everything. It's great. Which is so, great because, I mean, everything blue flavored in like candy, drink, anything. Oh, the best. is It's great, but it's not actually a real thing. I know. Blue raspberry isn't a thing. And neither is Frostberry. Frostberry Blast. But I'm very... Oh, oh, mine's exploding a little bit. All okay, right, should we go for this? That is delicious. That is very good. Oh, that's I really good. I really like that. That's good. That's up there with the Fuji Apple, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to decide what it tastes like. Frostberry. Yeah, tastes just like a Frostberry. Um, no, I can see where they're getting that frost, though. At the very beginning, there's a tinge of... of it kind of feels like a cool blast, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like uh, the Arctic Chill Gatorade or whatever. A little bit, yeah, is, yeah. yeah. Remini- kind of reminiscent of a, like a melted blue raspberry Jolly Rancher, which mm. are the best, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Again, zero calories, zero sugar. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. It's science. Can't go wrong with science. Science. Great taste. <laughs> I like how the can says "great taste." I mean, yeah. If you, I always get worried when you have to, when you have to put that on your can. Yeah, 
Because it's yeah. usually on like protein bars and stuff. Because yeah. usually those taste those always taste like butt. So yeah. even the ones that say great taste, like man, no, dude, I don't know. I got this protein powder and it tastes just like a milkshake. It is delicious. What flavor? I mean, what brand? It's six star. Six six stars garbage, dude. Is it? Oh yeah, dude, that stuff tastes so good. No, no, no. You gotta try BSN Synth Six. That stuff is the best tasting protein I've ever had. Yeah, I don't know. This six star stuff, vanilla cream, it tastes just like a vanilla milkshake, man. Mm. Anyway, uh, moving on. What was next on the agenda? Uh, we got some space news, don't we? You all right there? <laughs> Hot pepper and frostberry do not mix well. Well, <laughs> that's good to know. Did you come up with a, a space news, or was that my. Oh, was I thought you job? had one. Oh. I, I mentioned like six. Yeah, but... I thought you had the Life on Mars one. Oh, oh, oh. You're getting the people excited for something that they're not they're not ready to hear. Yes, I will read this one. Since you seem so bent on it. Jeez, quit twisting well, my you, arm. You left me hanging there with this headline of scientists say we're going to discover life on Mars, but we're not ready for it yet. Yes. That just makes me want to hear it even more. Okay, I didn't. you didn't say that before, so this is clearly your fault. Everybody send him hate mail. Proceed. Okay. This is on Fox News, so a semi-reputable source. Not, 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 no, whatever. Anyway, na- I don't need this. <laughs> Uh, it's titled, NASA Chief Scientist Says We're Close to Making Announcements About Life on Mars. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means... A, they've I think it means they're close to making announcements you, about life on Mars, Would Jack. you just quit it for two seconds? Thank you. So I'm not sure if they mean they've already found it, they just haven't announced yet yet, or if they think they're about to find something on Mars, but it says, uh, in a startling interview, NASA's Planetary Science Division Director, Jim Green, has said that the space agency is close to, quote, making some announcements about finding life on Mars, but we're not ready for it yet. I don't know what that quite means, or how we're going to become ready, but that's pretty exciting. Quote, it will be revolutionary. It's like when Copernicus stated, "We know we go around the sun." So that's a that's a that's pretty a pretty pretty big, big comparison there. right there. Yeah. If he's saying it's like like that, why would you Sorry. do that? But um, yeah, that's a completely that's revolutionary. A it will start a whole new line of thinking. I don't think we're prepared for the results. We're not. That's a quote from him. Hmm. So obviously they have something already if they're claiming this. Yeah, they got something, I guess. He added that he's worried because he believes NASA is close to finding life and making an announcement, but he, but it one about it, but it wonders what will happen afterward, which is a very valid point. Yeah, humans are unpredictable at best. Well, I mean, everyone seems to be in the race to get to Mars right now. Right. And so we're going to find out within 10 years anyway. Right, with Elon Musk and his ventures. and Supposedly Russia has said they're going. Oh, good for them. Yeah. So, So I mean, the article goes on with a little bit more things of things they've been doing on Mars. 
Um, they've announced uh, a landing site for a 2020 rover, hmm. uh, Jezero Crater. Don't know what that is, but you're welcome to look that up. It looks neat. A um, couple more. The, the launch is going to cost $2 billion. You can just throw money like that. <laughs> yeah, that's just chump change for, for NASA, right? I guess. Are they government entity? They're not a government entity, are I they? I don't think they are. National Aeronautics and Space Association, right? I don't think they're government. Hmm. Let me see. I think they're probably... I think they just work closely with the government. Yeah, that would be my thought. Is NASA government? Let's see. Is an independent agency, so it is independent. Here's the thing, though. Um... Why has NASA been? I feel like they haven't done much the last few years. Haven't? Didn't they kind of like well, get disbanded there for a while? Or I think I, what I thought was Obama like kind of put a stop to it. Yeah, that's to space stuff because he didn't think it was as important as stuff. That, that's that's what I heard from word of mouth. So I could Trump's bringing it back with the space force. The space baby. force. Dude, I don't know why they didn't call it like Star Command or something cooler. You know. Because Star like, Command was from a... Yeah, well, it's from Toy Story. Right. Then, I mean, they don't want to sound like a Star toy. Command, we could say, Star Command, come in, do you read me? How cool would that be, okay? <laughs> Star Command, come in, do you read me? That'd be great. That'd be great. And then, when you and I are up in space, I can say, there seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. And it would be really funny. <laughs> that would be great. That would be great. And then I could tell you that you are a toy. <laughs> Dude, if we were in the Stark Man and it was called that, we'd get nothing done. We'd be quoting Toy Story all day. Maybe that's why. Uh, let's see. I don't know. I could be. Oh, see, like I googled Obama NASA, and the first thing that came up was how Obama ruined NASA space exploration. Hmm. Okay, that's what I thought because there haven't really been any astronauts going. I don't know when the last astronauts went up, but how Obama and the left. I'm guessing this is a very right-wing site. Uh, How Obama and the left killed NASA. This was back in 2016 when that was posted. I don't know. But it also says that he proposed a $19 billion budget for the 2017. $19 billion with a B? With a B, yes. That is a lot of money. For the 2017 budget. So, I mean, it sounds like he was... I don't know if he... Maybe he just changed the way that they did things and it just didn't work out or something. But Trump's just like, F it, go for it. I don't know. But that's the Space Force. Here's my other question, though. With this whole life on Mars thing, are they talking about life that is currently living on Mars, or are they talking about us going to Mars That's and a good question. There? I don't know. Like, have they made some crazy breakthrough about how, how we can we live, there? live there? You know? I don't know. That's a good question. That'd be interesting to, to hear when they announce. That's cool, though. That's very Either way, cool. that's really cool. I'm very excited because, I mean... Us going around the sun was a pretty big advancement in yeah. science, and he's comparing it to the likes of that. So yeah. it's got to be big in his mind. Yeah. So we'll see. That's awesome. Hopefully it's soon. Cool. Well, thanks for that uh, space news yeah, there. Yeah, you're welcome. You know what you got for us? Just a little bit of tech news in the tech world. If you didn't hear, Microsoft announced some new stuff. Uh, they. Ooh, sorry about that. They, moving on, specifically announced... The Surface Duo and Surface Neo, which are Surface Duo will be a foldable phone and the Neo will be a foldable tablet. 
I like the look of them very much. I do too. My only concern is the Duo phone looks huge. It does look massive, and but bigger is better. But we always say that when a new phone comes out. Like, I remember if this phone that I have right now would have come out five years ago, everyone would have flipped. And, like, that is huge. That is a tablet. Well, I remember about five years ago, when, like, I remember when the Note 5 came out, mm-hmm. and I was like, that is massive. Yep. Or the Note 4, even. I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember the Note 2, dude. Um, it was right after I graduated high school, the Note 2 came out. And that was huge because I had like an iPhone four, uh-huh. and it was like double the size of that. Yeah, dude, it's it's insane. Well, and what's weird is I think um, phone phones are obviously getting bigger, but they're really not making a bigger footprint, blueprint, footprint, whatever you want to call it, because right. we're removing the bezels. Right. So we're getting bigger screens with the same amount of space. This thing has some beefy bezels on it, though. Have you seen them? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, with Foldo phones, I understand there's going to be some drawbacks. And on top, bottom, yeah, there's some big old bezels. But left, right is pretty good, it looks Yeah, like. left, right is pretty much... And um, it is not like the Galaxy Fold or the Huawei Mate X where the screen is foldable. Because we've all seen where that goes and it's bad. It doesn't work very well. It's plastic and it's just prone to breaking pretty fast and easily so what didn't they isn't it just two separate screens and they just put a hinge in the middle two screens that fold around a hinge um and this is big because if you remember the windows phone that crashed and burned the windows phones were awful bad they were really bad um they pretty much and i think everyone kind of thought microsoft was just going to be out of the phone like mobile game for good and they have been for years they have been yeah for like three years four years at least um I know two years ago was when they stopped releasing updates for they stopped supporting Windows OS like for phones and all right, that stuff. Right. Um, but now they're coming back, so I'm wondering what I, it's going to run. Just Android, right? Mm-hmm. The phone will run Android. The tablet will run Windows 10 X, which is their um, optimized Windows 10 for two screens. Mm-hmm. So the the tablet I haven't looked into too much of it, but it looked like it was foldable. And had on the bottom half, it was like half of it was a keyboard and the other half was a screen. So or no, is that that's, all a, a that's an attachment. It's all a screen, okay. but it's actually really cool. It's got an attachment that you can like magnetize on the bottom. And um, so it folds, you know, and you can have it folded flat mm-hmm. where the screens are facing each other. And then the case thing will kind of be hanging on the outside. It's really snug. It looks really, it looks good. But then you unfold it and you can like swivel the the keyboard around from the bottom and it lands on top of the screen so it'll cover half of the screen we have a physical keyboard and still part of that screen and touch bar up top yeah okay yeah and it's it looks pretty cool and but you don't obviously have to have that keyboard if you don't want right and but that's cool though because physical keyboards like i had an ipad for a while and having a physical keyboard was on yeah, a touchscreen. It just touch does screen. not work very nope. well. Having a physical keyboard is, in my opinion, way better it's than necessary. Like a virtual one. But I like how like, they give you the choice right. in this. Mm-hmm. And it, the, the little swivel thing, I was like, wow, that's that's sleek. Yeah. But, the, I mean, and these won't but these won't be released. They're in prototype right now. They're yeah. not being released until, what was 2020 it? 2020. Holiday of 2020. Yeah. Uh, I think they just announced it to get some hype up. And they, they said they wanted to get some developers working on apps for them. And stuff like mm. that. So when they launch, they have some pretty cool apps that 
utilize both screens. Yeah. I'm wondering, is it going to run pretty stock version of Android, or is it going to be a Windows version of Android? Like, are they going to have their own overlay, or... I don't know. That's a good question. I know they're working directly with Android, so I could see it going either way, honestly. Mm. They worked with Samsung. Windows is... I mean, Microsoft's been doing some good partnerships recently. They worked directly with Samsung on the Note 10. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. It's got Windows Incorporation. Oh, yeah, it does in have it. Windows. So you, yeah, it's you really can... easy to connect your Note 10 mm-hmm. directly to a Windows computer. Yeah. Um, it's kind of cool. Right. They're doing What's some... that thing called? Don't they have like a Windows cloud service they use with that? To... No, it's probably just uh, OneDrive. I thought there was something else. Maybe. Maybe I'm, I, I don't remember that. exactly. I'm sure there might be. But yeah, and I know they're working directly with Android now. Um, I'm I'm kind of guessing it'll be a pretty stock version. Yeah, maybe some minor enhancements. Nothing like uh, uh, Samsung does to Android, but some probably yeah. something more along the lines of what uh, I don't know. Maybe LG's version LG's, is pretty yeah. stock. Um, no, or like a Pixel. Well, not. I wouldn't say it's going to be that, that stock. stock that's that's pure vanilla right there. <laughs> I do like LG's. They don't have too many, too many things that are right placed over the top i actually i used to hate samsung's but i've grown accustomed oh, I to it I, I quite enjoy it now i think their stock like keyboards and everything are garbage oh yeah but... it's got much better <laughs> they released a newer operating or a what do they call it ui user interface um instead of TouchWiz, which was complete oh, garbage. garbage TouchWiz is awful they are starting a new one called uh one ui hmm. and i actually quite enjoy it i'm still using it on my s10 to this day um, I usually just switch over to Nova Prime launcher right out of the box, but I haven't. I am enjoying it, so props to them. That was quite the tangent we went on on that. Yep. So, well, yeah, that's the tech news. Microsoft's doing some cool stuff. They also released a new Surface Book, Surface Pro Seven. Is that what it is? Surface, Surface Pro Books. Seven, yes, which is like their tablet two in one thing. Yeah, and they're also releasing awesome. a uh, Surface Laptop three. Mm-hmm. Which is really interesting. You want to hear why? Do tell. I will. The They're releasing two sizes for the first time. A 13-inch and a 15-inch, which is what a lot of people do. Apple does it. Mm-hmm. Everyone does it. Um, but what's interesting is the 13-inch has Intel chips, but the 15-inch has AMD chips. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know why, but it's very interesting. They have a sexy matte black what AMD version. chips do they have in there? Uh, I think it's either a 5 or a 7. Ryzen's? Yeah. Ryzen 5, 7. It's going to be third gen, I think. So, good nice. stuff. Pretty yeah. good stuff. Intel i5s and 7s, I'd imagine, as well. Mm-hmm. That's ninth third gens. Um, tenth ninth gens. or 10th. I don't know. 10ths are being released now, so. Are those also coming? Those are coming out, though, pretty soon, right? 10th gen or the no, Surface the, Pro? No, the I think they said the November. Pros. Okay. So yeah, probably tenth gen. Yeah, I would imagine so, which should be cool. Because I wonder why. I wonder sweet. why the difference though. I know that AMD has been picking up some gains in the. They've been kind of picking up. Oh yeah, picking they, up speed in the. They've been doing processor good market work recently. Yeah, so I wonder if they're gearing that towards like more power users with a bigger screen and maybe. But um, another off-brand thing of that is they just. Um, they are releasing their Ryzen 9 series, which is yeah. like the i9 series, and it's just super powerful. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of cores in it, um, but what's interesting is those things are 
normally like two or three hundred dollars cheaper than the i9s. Yep. Well, Intel backed down, I guess, and they really? dropped their prices on their their i9s hmm. for the tenth gens about two hundred and fifty bucks a piece. Dang. They dropped them, so now they're like seven hundred dollars instead of nine hundred and fifty or something like that. Wow. So it's it's good for consumers. Yeah. Competition is good, so I'm I'm excited. That's cool. Well, I think that's enough for tech news now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Tangent, that was a tangent. All right, on to the, the main events. Do we want to do a user entry or do we want to, or a listener entry, or do we want to skip that for today because we already went off? Uh, let's skip that for okay. today. We'll do it next week. Don't um, worry. The story that we have kind of has some experiences anyway. Yeah, so. yeah we'll do that. Uh, but today we've decided to talk a little bit about... Um, what is referred to as the Mothman of Pleasant... Of Point Pleasant. Point Pleasant. Gosh dang it. So sorry. Um, we've mentioned him in previous episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't know to what extent. Not very much. I know that. But we get to talk about him more in this episode. So no no state this time. No. Nothing like that. But just a standalone episode. And if... I I hadn't heard about this one before researching it very much, so I I don't think it's as well known. Yeah, I had heard about it, like oh the Mothman, but I never knew like what it was. See, I'd never even or... heard of it. So I I think because it's kind of like a an urban legend. We say there's no state because there's been Mothman sightings like all over the world. Mm-hmm. But the first Mothman sightings were in West Virginia, in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Mountain mama, mama, country roads, take, take me home. We might have butchered that, but... You mean the the, the tone or the words? Both. Okay. <laughs> Apologies for that, but if so, you enjoyed uh, it, you're welcome. <laughs> okay, so yeah, the first sighting, uh, back in 1966, so this is almost 60 years... Is 60, no, not quite 60 years old yet. Um, but Clendenin, is that how you say that? Clendenin, West Virginia, Clen- that's the name. Clendenin. Clendenin. Or Clendenin, I don't know how you pronounce it, but one of those two. Uh, so this is where the first sighting was. There was a grave digger and a couple of his co-workers were out getting a grave ready in a cemetery the night before burial. First of all, terrible job. Right. Yep. Don't do that. Um, and it was at night. They say it was like midnight. Second of all, terrible time to be digging <laughs> graves. <laughs> when should we dig this grave? I don't know, midnight? <laughs> yeah. No. Bad idea. No, do it like three what is wrong with you? Continue, sorry. They better have dang good insurance plans at that job. <laughs> I'm saying. Like, alien abduction insurance, like, all that kind of stuff. Um, okay, so they're digging this grave, and they say they saw something strange. Uh, so there's one guy, he said he looked up and saw something huge soaring over his head, and it was moving, he said it was uh, moving pretty quickly from tree to tree, so it was darting back from tree to tree. And he said he later described it as a brown human being. That's racist. Yeah. uh, This is the 60s, so it's a different time. But (laughs) he described it as a brown human being. Um, And that was the first sighting of what would come to be known as the Mothman, uh, which is an elusive creature. He only comes out at night, or we'll get into the times when he's seen. But um, at the time, you know, this is terrorizing this town of Clendenin and uh, Point Pleasant. So this first sighting came out, and 
No one really believed the guys. Like, they all thought they were crazy. Um, as as anyone would. Right, right. So then the next the next sighting just was three days later um, in Point Pleasant. <laughs> it was just a couple. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In Point Pleasant, West Virginia, <laughs> which is just a couple miles over from Clendenin. And there were two couples. There was Roger Scarberry and Steve Mallet and their wives. And they were parked at this old, like, abandoned power plant that was supposedly haunted. I thought it was a TNT plant. We'll, we'll get into that. Oh, sorry. So this was an old, like, power plant. Yeah, like, TNT plant. Um, so they saw these, like, red eyes, just these glowing red lights. They thought they were car lights at first. And then when they realized they weren't car lights, they realized they're red eyes of this creature who was, like, almost seven feet tall, had, like, a ten-foot wingspan. And so they all get in the car. They're all freaking out and start driving away, and this thing is chasing them. And so he's flying behind the car, and they said he was going up to 100 miles an hour. So I don't know what kind of birds we have in modern day, but I don't know anything that can go 100 miles an hour. Falcons, maybe? Maybe. I know peregrine falcons are super fast, but... Mm. I don't know their top flight speed. Also, wouldn't that mean they would have to be going 100 miles an hour in their car? Yeah, see, I... I'm guessing they weren't, because this was the 60s. Right. Depending on what kind of car they had, but you're probably right. Cars back then were freaking boats, and huge and heavy. So, I don't know where they got the idea of 100 miles an hour. Clearly, they thought it was fast. Right. I'm betting they were. It was actually probably like 50 or something like that. But that's still pretty fast. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, other people have corroborated the thing of saying like, "Oh, probably went around like 100 miles an hour." See, that's the problem, though. Once you hear something, you agree with it. Yeah. If I see something going across the sky after you told me you saw something go across the sky really fast, I'm gonna go, "Yeah, that was effing fast." Yeah, it's hard to judge too. Yeah, it's hard to judge speed when you don't actually have a a gun clocking it. So, I don't know, but they say it went it went fast. Pop a cap on with a gun. Yep. Pew pew. Popping caps on those speedy mothmen. Yep. I don't think we're cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> um so yeah, they said it went fast. Went really fast. But they said that also it was a clumsy runner. When it would get on the ground, it would run very clumsily. Yeah, yeah I did. I did like, read about that too. Is that it when it? They said it was very good at flying and whatnot. But when it ran on two feet, it looked not like it knew what it was doing, kind of thing. Yeah, which is weird because if it's a humanoid, you would expect it to be able to move like a human on the ground and, and fly. Maybe he's got a different bone structure. Maybe. He was really tall, so you ever seen Rudy Gobert for the Utah Jazz run? He looks really clumsy when he runs too. I so. guess that's fair. Um, and he's like seven two, so that's ridiculous. Yeah, he's so good though, Rudy. Okay, <laughs> back to Mothman. <laughs> uh, so apparently, this thing chased him to the outskirts of town, um, and so they went and reported it to a local paper, and they said they know they sounded really crazy, but. Um, Scarberry, he reported that, he said, if I had seen it while by myself, I wouldn't have said anything, but there were four of us who saw it. So he's saying, obviously, you know, there are four of us to corroborate the story. We were all there. We all saw it. Um, and this is not the first sighting of it either. Right. And within three days of the last one too. So it's not like. That does make me a little bit skeptical. 
where again back to the thing where if one person says it you want it to be real so you might see it kind of thing so mm-hmm. what if what if he came out what the gravedigger uh the the occupation guy not yeah. the, not the monster truck yeah the first sighting guy uh did he he announced it right i mean he told someone about it who did he tell see that it doesn't it doesn't really specify i wasn't able to find that i just know that he told people clearly and, he reported it yeah so he reported I'm wondering it. if it was like large scale like he told a paper or a news or something like yeah. that or if it was just maybe just told a policeman or something i don't know yeah we don't have too many details about that sighting we just know that's kind of the first one mm-hmm. um but this one the scarberry and mallet sighting was definitely the first like mass hysteria reported one that got you know all the way through the papers and everything um and so i'm gonna interrupt you there for a second what's interesting to me is roger scarberry one of those people right um he went into detail about this thing which was a little weird if you're frightened like crazy you don't remember small details but he went on to say he described the creature as having red eyes about two inches in diameter and six Six inches inches apart. apart yeah See, but that's the that's the thing. If it's chasing you, I'm you not know. gonna notice how big in diameter the <laughs> eyes are or how far apart they are. Also, why would he think to mention that? Who cares? I don't know. But two inches in diameter—that's a big old eyeball. Yeah, that is a big old eyeball, and six inches apart. I mean, our eyes are inch and a half apart. What from edge to edge? How far is this? Three inches? Four, five, four inches? So like four this? and a half? Yeah, that's. Kind of freaky. And they're big old bulbous. I'd say probably double the size of ours. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they thought they were car lights, they yeah. got to be pretty large right. you know, and so, pretty bright. He prob- probably was like, oh, what do the eyes look like? And they would, he'd go, oh, I don't know. They're like probably about two inches wide and yeah, that, I don't know, something. about this far apart. And then they probably just kind of like said, oh, he said this kind of thing. Right. You're right. I mean, when you're in a hurry like that, trying to get away from something as they were... You know how how close can you get to to getting those small details? But um, it's something, you know, it's some it kind of description, right? Um, but all the papers kind of kind of played this off as them seeing a bird or you know something something else, um, just like another like another animal, right? Um, but Mallet came back into the paper and said that it it was like a man with wings, so he kept up the humanoid description of the the creature that it definitely had a humanoid uh you know structure to it Mm -hmm. and um going along with with scarberry's description as well that and the gravedigger's description that it looked like a man like a brown man (laughs) (laughs) being racist yeah brown yeah brown hairy man um so later that year more and more sightings started to be reported in the point pleasant area and that's when the legend started to take shape, so they started calling it the Mothman. Um, people said that when they'd see it, it would like go away from the light, kind of like a moth. Like it would. Don't moths go towards the light? Yeah, I have that backwards. Yeah, it would like go into their. That's what I mean. It would go into their headlights and like try, you know, like frighten them on the road or whatever. There was another report I remember <clears throat> of uh, a woman seeing it outside, and did she was she holding her baby? Or she like dropped her infant baby out of fear. Oh, really? Yeah. Like that's 
first of all, mothers don't drop their babies, so she must have been yeah. really scared. But she's claimed to see it. She saw the red eyes and everything. But she said once she yeah. dropped her baby, she like covered it, like you know, got on top of her baby and like tried to protect her kind of thing. Um, but what was interesting to me after that is she finally got up after like what she felt like was a few minutes and went into her house when the Mothman was still there. It didn't move or anything. But once she went into her house, the thing followed them and like tried to peer into their windows. Hmm. So I'm wondering if maybe that had to do something with the light in their house. Jeez. What was that? You got a demon in here, man. (laughs) Skip the crap out of me. <laughs> Jack's door is moving over here. Sheesh. Yeah, so, I mean, there were eight sightings. Within three days of the, the Scarberry and Mallet sighting, there were three or eight other reported sightings, including two pretty well-known firemen in the area reported a sighting. Um, really? I didn't, yeah. I didn't come across those. Yeah, they all said that um, pretty much everybody said that they saw a very large bird with red eyes, so everyone's getting the same description. Um, and there was one man, this was a crazy one. So one man was, his name was Newell Partridge. He was watching his TV and there were a bunch of strange patterns of light that came on his TV, like white noise or something like that, but mm-hmm. in certain patterns. So he got up to go like, look at his TV and then there was a, like a sound outside of his house that he'd never heard before. So he got out to go look outside the window and sh- shown a flashlight out the window and he said there were just two red eyes, that, but he said they looked like bicycle reflectors. I Oh, I do remember reading that. Yeah, so I don't know if they were necessarily glowing or Reflective. if they were. But if you look at like a fly's eye close up, you know how it has like all those like... Tiny little spots. Tiny little spots, like Whatever. hexagon type yeah, looking yeah, things yeah. on it. Kind of like a bike reflector. Yeah. Like you could have that. That would be freaky. That'd be terrifying. Two huge bike reflector eyes right outside your window. So he freaked out and um, apparently his dog disappeared that night so they think that his dog was taken by the mothman so yeah that happens and then so what's interesting is i don't know if i should get into this just yet actually go for it go for it so that word again harbinger harbinger i don't know why i can't remember that word um so they call it the harbinger of doom because at first obviously everyone's freaked out and thinking that this thing's causing problems but then, after many accounts, people are thinking that uh, whenever you see this thing, it means something bad's about to happen. Now, <laughs> it, it's basically an omen of doom saying, hey, if you see this, you're, you're basically something bad going to happen. And that could have been what happened with the dog. He sees the dog, or he sees the mothman, and something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Something bad. And turns out it was him losing his dog so maybe it was the mothman who took it or it was the mothman quote-unquote warning him or yeah. showing him that something bad could happen and it did um this was more solidified but later on what year was the the silver bridge silver bridge was in 67 uh yeah 67 67 so in Dece- the the main the first reports were in november correct of yeah, November of 66. Yep. 66? I thought it was 67. It was just a month earlier. No, the first report ever was 66. Oh, really? 
Okay. Yeah, the first report was on November 12th of 66. Yep. Interesting. So the Silver Bridge was December 15th of 67, so almost a year later. Okay, but I do remember them saying a month earlier, or even days in some cases, they they saw sightings of this Mothman. Yeah. And, um, well, what happened is in December 15th, of 1967, the Silver Bridge, oh my gosh, sorry, did something weird, um, the Silver Bridge collapsed, um, killing 46 people, well, killing 44 confirmed, two bodies were never found, and everyone's like, it was the Mothman, the Mothman did it, because people reported seeing the Mothman on that bridge. There's even a picture of something on the bridge, right? Yes, we don't know if that's official or not. Right, but it looks it was something pretty crazy. It does. Um, so, in that case, people are like, he caused it, blah, blah, blah. But then people were like, well, maybe he's just a warning, like I was saying earlier. And so, that was, you know, a big, big thing. It's pretty uh, infamous, I guess, down there. They even yeah. gave this thing a statue. Oh, yeah. In the town, like, Point Pleasant now, it's like... There's, like, a 12-foot statue of this thing. Yeah. There's a huge statue. They have a festival, like, every year now, like, the Mothman Festival. There's a museum. They do Mothman pancakes at the Mothman Festival. Like, it's, it's like, a big... Not, like, a joke, but the town has, like, embraced it. Right. You know? It's their urban legend. Yeah, it's their big thing. So. That's where it started. Yep. Anyway, so... Um, but what's weird is everyone was reporting seeing this thing... But then as soon as the uh, the bridge collapsed, it was not reported as being seen for a very long time. Like, the report stopped. So, is that coincidence? Or is it because that happened, Mothman's job is done, he leaves? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, you can look at it two ways. Since then, have there been any other crazy yes there have like incidents you know like like is he causing those incidents or like you said is he warning them right do you remember the the mine shaft yeah so the mine shaft was do you want to take this one oh yeah well there were a bunch of miners that were in the mine shaft i don't remember where the mine shaft was i don't i don't remember either but they were working in a mine shaft and they said give me a second while you're finding it, they said they saw, like, a humanoid creature at the entrance of the mine, so they all evacuated, and then, like, an hour later, the mine collapsed. And so, for them, it was, like, a warning. I mean, initially, they thought it was something bad, so they right. ran so away. They, they just evacuated, because they're like, what the crap is this? Everyone yeah. get out. So, I mean, it seems like you could take that either way, you know, as if, like, he was trying to get them out of there, so... Uh, Freiburg, Germany. Oh, yeah, it was in Germany. But you could say, okay, did he cause the mine to collapse or did he help them to get out? We don't know. Um, a group of miners in on September 10th of 1978 in Fre- Freiburg, Germany, I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, um, came face-to-face with a seemingly headless creature with glow... Headless, that's interesting. With glowing red eyes on its chest blocking the mine's entrance at first they thought it was a man in a trench coat but quickly realized it was not a coat but it unfurled large black wings the men remained in the cave entrance stunned staring at the creature until let out a blood-curdling screech that sent the miners scrambling back out 
About an hour later, the men felt a seismic rumble and witnessed the plume of dust shoot from the mine as it collapsed. If the men had gone to their stations in mine as usual, a majority of them would have died. Hmm. It appeared as though that what they dubbed as the, quote, Freiburg Shrieker saved their lives. Freiburg Shrieker. So none of the other accounts from West Virginia, I didn't see anything about a noise. So this I is thought the... you said the guy with the dog. Oh, well, he heard a weird noise outside, but it wasn't like a... I don't know if it was a screeching noise or anything like that. Could have been. Um, yeah, you're right. It could have been. But that's a specific noise explanation, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting that those are the only two. Like, none of the other sightings have... Or that we know have reported that. Uh-huh. But, yeah, that's interesting because it, it leads me to believe it was more of a warning in that case because... It was he came and screeched at them an hour before it collapsed. So if he were there to harm them or to cause that, he probably would have just done it right away. Or if they were in the entrance, they he would have waited till they got into the mine right. and then blocked the entrance then, to go yep. out. Right, kind of thing. Right, they but, were he was blocking it for them to go in. They couldn't go in. Yeah, and then yeah, he. I mean, an hour later, it came down. That's so. pretty dang soon afterwards. Yeah, but coincidence. I. I I don't know. <laughs> I tend to believe not in that case. I I think you're right. And again, this is a group of people, not just one man. Right. And it gets a little bit more credibility when it's just more than one person. Yeah. I mean, with a group, though, that's all together, you still have to be careful because right. they can corroborate their story. But, I mean, in West Virginia, you have all these reports from different people within three days of the original sighting saying hey i saw all this stuff and all the descriptions are pretty much the same and that these are not the only examples there are many oh no no no! one of the most famous is the um 9-11 apparently mothman was at 9-11 i did not know that um apparently people saw him through the clouds of dust after the towers actually came down so this is afterwards maybe it was symbolizing the uh radiation was then people get radiation poisoning or something like that and when the cleanup crews yeah so maybe that's what i think that's what that one was for yeah it just says following the terrorist attacks on the world trade center on september 11 2001 rumors emerged that witnesses reported seeing a large crane-like figure in the vicinity of the towers five days prior to the attack oh wow and it had been 31 years since any such sighting of mothman in north america so that was the first mass sighting of him after Apparently, thirty-one years previously, so which would have been what seven seventy nineteen seventy, huh? Yeah, so around that time, um, and yeah, they say that he was reportedly seen through all the debris and wreckage, um, so that could lead you to believe that if he was still there afterwards, that he was causing it, or maybe he was trying to help people out or something. You know, there are tons of reports that I've heard of 9-11 of people escaping and saying, oh, there was this man that helped me out, you know, but they never find the man. Hmm. So it's like, was he helping people? Was he causing, you know, helping to cause it? And yeah, I don't know. It's weird. But there's already a cause explained for 9-11, you know, (laughs) the planes. So um, I don't know what more he would need to do (laughs) at that point, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And then another bridge collapse, the I-35 bridge collapse in 2007 um, in Minneapolis. There was a, 
a bridge in rush hour that collapsed and killed 13 and injured 145. Wow. And a bunch of people started to spread the rumor that there was a Mothman-like figure um, that that was there a month before the bridge collapse. Um, that seems like a pretty long time if it's a warning. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, a lot of people think since it's been such a large span of time that that Mothman has been sighted, almost 60 years, then they a lot of people believe it's more of a paranormal thing than an actual like living cryptid being. Right. Um, so it's a ghost-like entity or something to that Either effect. Either way, creepy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and one of the another most famous ones is, I don't know if you guys have heard of Chernobyl. Oh, the most notorious of worst nuclear accidents in history. Um, but in the year before it happened in 1985, well, it happened in 86, but in 85, um, a bunch of nuclear power plant workers claimed to see a huge black bird-like creature with the body of a man flying around the plant. Those who saw the red-eyed beast also reported seeing a series of strange harassing phone calls and a string of nightmares leading up to the disastrous explosion. So they were apparently getting terrible dreams and whatnot. Um, On April 26th, 1986, which was the day of the accident, several people saw a huge black bird actually flying around the smoke after the explosion. Even those in nearby town of Pripyat claimed to have seen the strange creature that became known as the Blackbird of Chernobyl in the days leading up to the disaster. Pripyat was also affected later and evacuated because of the harmful radiation. So, I mean, if people in Pripyat were seeing it, I can't not say it like that, I don't know why, but if they were seeing it, and then it it was also affected by the radiation. They say they saw it after Chernobyl as well then? They did, yes. So that kind of ties in with what you were saying about the TNT thing, because in West Virginia, they had these quote-unquote TNT sites, as the locals called them, that Mm -hmm. were... These bunkers, like these igloo round-shaped bunkers that were there, that they were abandoned at this time when Mothman was sighted in the 60s, but they used to hold like chemical weapons and stuff there, and TNT, all that kind of stuff. And so there was this like system of interconnected tunnels underground. Really? Okay. And so they claimed that that's where Mothman's hideout was, Hmm. and also... um, there a lot of people explain Mothman as a as the in the area they have the sand what is it the sand hill crane I think oh right a certain um, type of crane bird it's the what's the exact name I think it's the sand hill crane um, I think that sounds right and so yeah the sand hill crane so the sand hill crane is at the tallest it's taller or as tall as an average man and has about a six foot wingspan and it has red flesh around the eyes yeah so people are saying that's where the red eye description could come from like oh you're just seeing this bird right but i I mean also to go along with chernobyl and the radiation there and then with these tnt plants there were chemicals that were polluting the lakes there so people are thinking that the mothman could be like a chemically mutated version of a sandhill crane hmm 
Um, so it's kind of interesting that in those, in both of those cases and in the mine, I guess, if it was any kind of mine that had like uranium or any type of radiation that could have caused some type of mutation. I don't know. That thing was headless in the mine though. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> well, I mean, if you look at a moth, it's doesn't really have a distinct head from its body. It's just but kind they of do a triangular say human shape, so. you know? Right. Oh dude. I just remembered one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. So when I served a, a religious service mission in, in Panama in Central America, and one night I went by myself with a, another guy from this little village. I was staying in a like a Native American, like a Native Panamanian um, Indian reservation, basically, mm-hmm. and I lived on this tiny island that was connected to the mainland, and so I went with this guy overnight to camp. And to just chop trees and do service, like, in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the jungle. So we hiked for, like, five hours, and he doesn't speak very good Spanish, and I didn't really speak his language. So he tells me, oh, yeah, like, I have a house built there. Like, we're going to sleep in the house. We'll be super comfortable. Like, it'll be great. So I get there. It's just a field. We have a crappy tent that has, like, uh, just a screen roof on it, and... um we just were chopping trees for like two days straight, but I woke up in the middle of the night cause there were howler monkeys everywhere just being super loud in the middle of the night. So I wake up, I look up at the top of the tent and just two huge, probably like the size of dimes or pennies, red, like glowing red eyes. I'm not even joking. Wow. Like bright red eyes, just looking through the tent. And it like, well, I freaked out and woke up and just stared at them for like 15 seconds. And then I hit the tent and the thing went away. But it freaked me out because I'd never seen glowing red, like two round glowing red eyes like that. Sheesh. I don't know what the heck it was. They weren't as big as the Mothman two eyes, inches. obviously. But they were, I mean, the eyes were that big hmm. each. Like as big as our human eyes, kind of. Hmm. Um, it was freaky. That is freaky. Yeah. It was scary. Yeah. Um, so radiation could have something to do with that from these... <laughs> You know, chemical weapons leaking into the lakes or something to that effect and mutating local animals there. Um, And then obviously you have people explaining it off as aliens or UFOs and, you know, all that kind of stuff, extraterrestrial or paranormal. So those are the biggest theories. Also, there was a theory that went around in the 60s that there was a prankster that had dressed up as the Mothman Hmm. and caused like the first initial few sightings and then after that just stopped but then people got this fear in their mind that there was a mothman running around so anytime they'd see this sandhill crane or something they would their brains would trick them into thinking that that it was a mothman because they had that on their mind you know interesting so it wasn't even, the first account though someone jumping across trees yeah like going from tree to tree like that's, flying from tree that's to tree, not you know that's not something a prankster could do right very easily right well and then in the second account he was flying and chasing them you know like Back in the 60s, huh. I don't think they had the technology for a person, an individual, to be able to fly. So it's a pretty interesting theory, but I don't think it holds much much weight with the types of right, yeah, no. sightings. But, yeah. yeah, that's uh, rather terrifying. So, so that's Mothman. That's, yeah, I mean, there's a few other smaller accounts here. I've I read that uh, apparently he tried to warn people about the... Fukushima disaster. Um, when there was, a, wasn't there a power plant or something there? That I'm erupted. not familiar with Fukushima. 
uh, yeah, it's some sort of it's either it's some sort of plant, nuclear plant or a power plant or something like that. But they claim to hear loud whooshing and terrible screeching. As they look back towards the plant, they saw large black and white, large black from the distance. It um, looked uh, sitting on top of a square-shaped building, sat there for about five seconds, unfurled large set of what can only be described as large black wings. That's when they noticed the two large red eyes seemed to glow from within and with a blood-red hue. They were unblinking blinking for three to four seconds when we saw them. We knew that they were looking straight at us. We knew the creature knew we could see it and made no attempt to disguise itself. But then an earthquake happened and explosions happened in the nuclear power plant. So there's another one about a, you know, disaster. What do you got about that? That sounds crazy. You sound crazy. I did hear of another Mothman, more recent in 2009. 2009, huh? Yeah, 2009. If you remember 2009, this is when the swine flu epidemic started. Oh, what a good time. Yeah. I right? remember everyone was flipping out. Well, I remember seriously going to school. I was a sophomore at the time. And just going to school, and every day, like... There would just be less and less kids at school. Right. It was like, I mean, we thought kids were just like dying, like dropping like flies. I seriously remember one day I was walking through the hall. I remember exactly where I was and just looking around and being like, there is no one here today. Like everyone's dying. It's all swine flu. I hope I don't die. I never got it. Like it was, I didn't either, but it was a legitimate like outbreak, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so in Mexico, in Chihuahua, Chihuahua, Chihuahua yeah, that's a, or the state um, yeah, we've talked about this before, I think. Yeah, yes, we have. Uh, there were some people in a town that reported seeing a very tall and hairy man with two huge wings and bloodshot red eyes. Wow! That came to the town and was terrorizing the town. And there was one kid who was like sixteen who said that he chased him for fifteen minutes on the way home from school one day. Wow, that's. Yeah. Horrifying. And he was quoted as saying those fi- those were 15 minutes of maximum despair. Maximum despair. I'm guessing that's a bad translation from Spanish. <laughs> maximum despair. The Dibs band name. Yeah. <laughs> that is a good band name. Uh, but so there were two women, Angela Mendez and Viviana Ledesma, claimed to have heard the creature shrieking. So doing its shriek. Lots like of shrieking. Yeah. There. In an apple orchard, and then like Ooh. a couple days and weeks after that is when the swine flu epidemic started in that area. Really? So they're thinking the Mothman had something to do with the outbreak there. In Interesting. Yeah. Um, something even more recent than that, I forgot about until you said that, is rather recent, actually. It's the 2017 one? 2018. Ooh. So the most recent supposed uh sightings have been in 2018 just one year ago this was reported in june of 2018 so just a little over a year ago um but in chicago people are seeing a large um well here this is what this account says he says quote i saw a plane flying but also something moving really awkwardly underneath it. It didn't look like a bat so much as what illustrations of pterodactyls look like, with slenderness of its head and its wing shape. 
I don't, I know what birds and bats look like. This didn't have any feathers or fur. It didn't fly like anything I've ever seen. Hmm. Someone else said it, had, it flew in a strange swooping motion, un, undulating up and down. Weird. Um, they said, I remember thinking that was the worst time in the world to have my phone charging. <laughs> oh, I read that one. Because <laughs> he... Because he wanted to tell his friends and take pictures and stuff. Yeah. Um, someone else said a large black bat-like being with glowing red eyes. Uh, others people just called it a really big owl. Someone said a gothic gargoyle. Ooh. So, who, who came up with that? Like, yeah, I saw it. It kind of looked like a gothic gargoyle. Okay. Um, Interesting. Well, gothic was the style of architecture in Europe. Right, but still, who describes something like that in 2018? Well, gargoyles themselves are gothic. You're gothic. Shh! They're from that period. Stop it! Stop it. No reason. We don't use logical reason here. Oh, okay. You know that. Uh, Apparently, people are rapping about it in Chicago now. That's interesting. Hmm. But... um, Nothing really has happened in Chicago since then. So people apparently are on edge that some bad disaster is about to happen. Because It's been over a year though, right? Mm-hmm. Unless maybe there was something smaller that just kind of got brushed aside. I don't know. Maybe yeah. there was just like a, a mugging slash murder in an alley so or something those happen like in Chicago like daily? Yep. I think so. Yep. I wouldn't know. I've never been there, but still. That was over a year ago. I mean, before that, the longest, like, sighting before disaster was about a month that we said. So Yeah, about. I think it would have happened by now if there was something big, but. Nothing great happened, but I'm sure someone died. Yeah. Oh, okay. We done with Mothman? Um, yeah, I guess so. That's pretty much all I got. I have an encounter story. <laughs> I know you do, buddy. Oh my gosh. He called me at like, oh, oh. it was like 10 or 11 at night. It was like, yeah, it was probably 10.30. I thought you were going to crash. You were so... Dude, I did too. Okay. (laughs) I had, I saw UFO, everyone. (laughs) I don't know what it was still. This was like, what, a few hours after we started recording, after we did a recording on the last episode yeah about and we talked about ufos and you said like quote i hope they come and find me oh yeah well i was talking about how ufos always abduct some hillbilly from the south who never has any credibility and no one ever believes him so i said hey aliens like i have more credibility come and abduct me like come get me probe so no we we said no on the last i said yes (laughs) so i'm driving down from where we live in logan to salt lake and I'm driving through the valley, so I can see all the way through the sky across the valley, like, unobstructed. And I see this bright, really bright cluster of lights in the sky, like, way on the other end of the valley. And so I'm driving for, like, ten minutes, and I'm still looking at this thing, and it's not moving. It's just staying in the same spot. And so I'm thinking, okay, like, maybe it's a, like, a big cell phone tower or something, but it was it was really high up there. And so as I'm getting closer, I'm just thinking, this is really weird that it's just sitting there, not moving. And as I get closer, I can distinctly see four separate lights. 
So they were all on the same side, like facing the same way. And there were two lights that were higher and further out, and then two lights kind of in the middle and lower. Um, and so it was kind of shaped like a upside-down trapezoid, if you can imagine that. I can uh, imagine that. So... I called Jack, and I'm freaking out, because an hour and a half ago, I told the aliens to come abduct me, and so I'm looking at this thing, and it's still not moving. I had pulled off the highway, because I was I was now, it was like directly out my side window, so I'd been watching this thing for 10 minutes as I'm driving down the highway. So I pull out, I'm looking at it directly out my side window, and I'm freaking out on the phone, telling Jack, like, dude, I'm seeing a UFO right now. Like, no, this he, is, he was freaking this out. This is the craziest thing ever, and I was fairly close to it at this point. And where I was at was bright enough where I could see the mountain range because there I I was pretty close to a mountain range. I could see the map, the top of the mountain range, and then the night sky underneath that with stars, and then these lights. So I knew it wasn't something on the mountain. I knew it wasn't something on a pole. Like I could clearly see all of the sky around the object, and so I knew it wasn't anything like that. Um, but what else was weird is when I was approaching it. I could see like a triangular shape on top of the lights. So it was, was just it like darker than the no, sky. No, it was kind of like something it was kind of like light reflecting off just of like it? a grayish. It looked like you know when you see like the old gray bombers from World War II. It's mm-hmm. like that color. Okay. Like that color of gray. And it was just triangular shaped on top of these lights, so it wasn't like any type was of Was it attached air. to the lights? Yeah, it was like it was like that was the craft. And then okay. the lights were on the back of the craft. Hmm. But then as I got closer, the lights also started to change. So some lights would turn off and others would turn on. <laughs> and there were a couple like red lights. And so I'm freaking out. And it, it was great because he he turned away while we were on the phone. And then he turns back and he just goes, the lights yeah. are gone. He disappeared <laughs> for like 15 seconds. He was flipping I was biscuits. Flipping out. That's when I like started really screaming and flipping out. Because <laughs> I'm looking at this thing. I'm pulled off. I took a couple pictures of it. And I have the obviously pictures. Obviously you can't see. I tried to take a video, but apparently the video didn't record. So um, Aliens wouldn't let you. Yeah, well the video wouldn't have been any better quality than the pictures. So... I am flipping out on the phone with Jack and telling him, like, hey, man, if I get abducted, like, this is the proof. I, like, I love you, man. Like, if I get abducted and you don't see me again, like, that's why. Because aliens are coming after me. And so I am just freaking out. And then, yeah, I look back and the thing, I start driving again. But I can still see it out my window as I'm driving. So then I look away for three seconds and I look back and it's just gone. And so I start flipping a biscuit and screaming and then I look back again like five seconds later and it's back, just in the same spot, just hovering there, not moving at all. That's crazy. So I went through that whole night. I went and stayed at my parents' house and they were asleep when I got there. I got there like one thirty in the morning and I was just living in fear that I was going to get abducted <laughs> the whole night. Like I didn't sleep. I was just super fearful that I was going to get abducted the whole night and nothing happened. But I still don't know. It wasn't recognizable. It wasn't like anything I've ever seen. So I haven't seen anything in the news about it. That's my yeah. I went and looked on the UFO uh, reporting site, the National UFO Reporting Center, and uh-huh. no one had reported anything. There were a couple sightings from Utah that night that were around the state, but nothing right where I was. And I didn't report it, but oh, it was crazy, man. So this was this was Friday. It would have been Friday at about midnight is when you sent me the picture. I'm looking at it now. Um, and then Saturday morning, I get a Texas. I lived. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so it was yeah. good to see that that he lived. It was great. Yeah, I legitimately was fearful though. Like the whole drive down, I was like, "Dude, I'm getting abducted." I kept checking my rearview mirrors to make sure nothing was coming after me. And you know, I always see those uh, UFO pictures, and they're always like insanely blurry and terrible quality and stuff. And I go, "How? We have great technology." And I'm looking at this picture you sent me. I'm like, oh, "Okay, that's it how." Looks like I took it on a potato. Yeah, yeah no, this because is, I this had is... to. I tried to zoom in, like to and, get detail. And you're moving but... at what, like 80 miles an hour or something like that? No, this is when I was pulled over. Oh. But I zoomed in to try and Are get. You sure. Look at those lights whizzing by. Those are probably, that's probably another car. Oh, that makes um, sense. But, yeah, so I zoomed in to try, I mean, you can kind of see, like, I can see that there's like, like a hump over the lights, right? Mm-hmm. So what it looked like is it kind of looked like a, like a, like when you see a shark fin in the water, that's what the triangle looked like. And so I would have been directly behind that at that point. So I would have been not looking sideways at the fin, I would have been looking directly And you can definitely see that's three or four different lights if you zoom in you can see that those aren't that's not just one light it's a cluster of them yeah but dude it was absolutely nuts and i was freaking out the whole night we'll post the picture yeah i mean it's a terrible picture obviously but but i mean you'll get to see what he's talking about yeah so call me crazy call me what you will i still don't know what that was it was nuts (laughs) so yeah that's our trying to get a good game of siege in and then (laughs) i get a call from him yeah it was i was fearful but that's no, our... great though i was just like i told him like pull off take a picture we yep. need it <laughs> yep that's our encounter for the week i dude yeah. i was i was um remember we went to go get food and i got the the two steaks for the one price or whatever yeah you remember that yeah okay. on when we got off um texting or whatever and i started going down the stairs it was dark all of my lights were off downstairs i was reaching for the light switch mm-hmm. and i swear like i kept it to myself for a while because i was just like no nah, there's no way but i swear like i was reaching for the light switch on the wall like this i remember it was with my right hand and i felt something like i swear like something go like like that kind of thing Ooh. i felt like something like weird touched my arm just kind of dragged across it Ugh. and i was like oh that was weird and i like pulled back and i was like Oh, it just must have been like a jacket hanging up nearby or something like that. And I finally find a switch, flip it on. There's nothing around me. Like nothing that could have done it. Because I was reaching for the wall and it, I got touched on the other side. So there's Ooh. no way it was anything near the wall. Yeah. It was, I was like, okay, something just touched me. And I was like, nope, going to get some meat. I'm going, I'm hungry. <laughs> going to, nope, not thinking about it. And I just, That's I weird. booked it out of there. I was like, uh-uh. That's so weird. I don't know what that was. Probably, probably nothing, but well, you know, after seeing this UFO that I saw, and when I say UFO, it's an unidentified flying object. So that doesn't mean he doesn't it was mean aliens. aliens. He just means he doesn't know what it was. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it was. Obviously, do I believe it was aliens? Heck yeah. I was scared <laughs> the whole night. I thought I was going to get probed, but... Um, <laughs> I was I was fighting so hard the temptation to just lie to you so bad and be like, dude, I totally went on this crazy intergalactic <laughs> trip. I probably I have seen at everything. That point. Um, but I now understand, like, whenever you see these people that are trying to explain their sightings, and they're always like, people are going to think I'm crazy, but this is what I saw. Like, that's exactly how I feel. And you just said the same thing. Like, you held that for a while. Right. But... Like, I was, 
I was like, that'll just sound weird if I say yeah, it. Plus, yeah. and I tried to, I think my mind just dismissed it. I was like, my mind almost automatically went, that was nothing, don't worry about it. Yeah. Kind of thing, like, but I don't know what that was. But. Like, the next day I went out to dinner with my parents, and I told them, like, afterwards as, like, a joke <laughs> kind of thing, but I was, like, legitimately telling them the, what happened, and they were just like, yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> it's like, why don't you believe me? But, yeah. <laughs> thing is, you have to be a, a, a figure of authority. Yeah, because I I was thinking about that. Like, if I say that I saw life on Mars, no one would believe me. Right. But if this NASA chief that we were talking about early in the episode says it, everyone's gonna believe him. Right. I don't know. I think it's a thing thing of credibility and power. How does one get credibility and power? (laughs) Uh, become basically you have to say people can say your name and they'll know who you are. Anyone in the world. Elon Musk, Donald Trump. I don't think Donald Trump has that much credibility. No, but they people would believe him <laughs> if he said some things like that. Oh, that's yeah, that's true. Not that's everyone, true. but the crazies would. Yeah. If you're in a position of power, you have more influence. That's true. No one's gonna believe you because you're a nobody. Hey, wow. <laughs> I take offense to that. <laughs> Our listeners will believe me. Guys, thanks for believing me. They don't thanks believe for you. They by really me. don't believe you. I, uh, They're here for the hijinks, not for the stories. If you've been probed or abducted, <laughs> you have a support here. Send us an email. Yep. Tell us about it. Yep. We'll tell the whole world. Yeah. By the whole world. Actually, we're pretty close to the whole world. We're getting a lot of listeners in other we countries. We are, man. England and somewhere in South America. And yeah, we got... Um, Canadian, I think. We got a Canadian. Canadian. Yeah, we've got UK. Didn't we have... We had Sweden. Did Apple we have Sweden? Sweden? Yeah. I can take a look. Let's see. I think we had Samoa. Samoa. There's no way we had Samoa. There was some, or maybe Pacific Islands or something. I'm pretty sure we did. Let's see. We have... So, Aloha, Bienvenidos. You don't know what you're uh, saying. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Welcome. Okay, we have United States, United Kingdom, Sweden, Canada, Puerto Rico, and Somalia. Somalia, that's the one. Not Samoa. Yeah, it is. Samoa, Somalia. Is Somalia Africa? I think so. Okay. Cool, we are expanding our reach now. Well, if you would like us to expand our reach even further, please donate to the Do Fund. Or just share on Facebook or something, our podcast. Wherever you're listening, hit like and subscribe if that allows you to do that. Um... Thank you for listening to us being us. Yeah. And yeah. Hit us up on the medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, email. All of them. Yep. You need to start posting crap on there. I do. I will. Okay. We need to, I need to work with you to find out when we're releasing the episodes so I can do that in conjunction. And what we could do too is maybe um, some smaller things like maybe that we you and i read about like mm-hmm. nothing that could be covered in an episode because it would be like five minutes long just fun like little blurbs and yeah stuff. it's like a picture and like hey this happened here's a link to it if you're interested kind of yeah. thing I cool space cool. news or whatever yeah, yeah yeah that'd be fun send us your ideas of what you want us to cover i mean right now we're just kind of running with american urban legends and whatever else we think is cool yeah share with your friends it's really not that hard just hit you know the share button and post it to facebook it takes two seconds yep <clears throat> um and if you do you know email me proof of that i'll give you a shout out and i'll say whatever you want to say oh yeah 
or we'll do something on the show that you want. We can have you on the show. We, we you could do whatever you want. Just you know, that'd be cool. Yep. We appreciate all your guys' support, and we have fun doing it. So yeah, we love you guys. Zion's uh, Frostberry Blast is a is a go. Mm-hmm. I'm all out of fortune. Do you like this better or the apple? That's a good question. I don't know. That's tough. This one's so good. It but is the apples. Good. We'd have to have them side by side. Side by I side. Think. Like you get one, I'll get one, and we'll just. You try know what them we both. should do hmm. is we should get like twenty energy drinks or something. Oh, <laughs> and then we die. Shh. <laughs> and we just taste test all of them, and we have like a like a round robin bracket, and like <laughs> like during March Madness, we'll do this, and like you know we. We vote and pick between the two, and then we get to the one final best tasting. Hmm. I'm trying to think of what we could call it, like mar- like a playoff of March Madness, like March Monster. Death. March Death. Because <laughs> we're going to be dead by the end of it. Probably. Dude, did I tell you about, I did a science fair project in high school, the effects of energy drinks yeah, on your body. Yeah, you told me that. And this was before I knew like how bad energy drinks are especially in mass consumption because <laughs> i was the test subject back then i was why'd your parents not stop this is my they question. didn't know oh. dude i was like a junior they're not <laughs> i don't tell them about it all my school assignments you know um so i had like never had an energy drink before and so that's why i was a perfect test subject and i was a fairly healthy active male at the time and <laughs> I like to, yeah, to emphasize the male. I was a male at the time. I'm getting more active now, but going going to the gym, getting those gains with gains. a Z, bruh. Yeah, protein. Drinking my protein shake. Protein. Yep. So I did this experiment of the effects of I energy drinks up. on the body oh. with a couple of my friends. That is disgusting. <laughs> oh, it tasted gross too. <laughs> wow. Blew up okay, bit. moving on. Sorry. And I had a drink, like, we did, like, a five-hour energy. There was a certain monster nitrous shot that we did. There was a regular monster. And then, I don't remember, I think the fourth one was a Red Bull. So I had to do those individually, and we test, like, my heart rate, blood pressure, everything after I drank it. And then I had to do them all together to see what the effects of all of them were. Why did your teacher let you do this? Uh, I don't know, but I drank all of those. let this go? I, I put down all those within, like, 30 minutes. <laughs> and I was going bananas for, like, two hours. And then I crashed. I actually had a baseball game that day. And I played really well for the first, like, two innings. And then I felt like crap after that. And... Went home that night, and I it was a weekend. I slept for like 15 hours afterwards. Nice. nice. It was great. But yeah, I don't recommend doing that because but, you feel like crap after drinking that much energy. We'll do it for you. Yes, we'll do it for you. You're ready to relive your past? I don't know. I have a family now <laughs> to think about. So yeah, that was that was the worst day of my life. Hey, it we'll was so something interesting to do. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you got anything else for us? I, what did I have? I, I had something to say. Was it actually pertinent or was yeah, it just Yeah, it was tangent? pertinent and I don't remember what it was. Pertinent to what? Crap. Yeah, well, looks um, like you're going to have to wait. Dude, I, I had it like five seconds ago and now it's gone. I guess I don't have anything. You don't have anything. I don't. You don't have to pretend like you know stuff. No. To sound cool. No. I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Oh, gross. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy crap. I don't know why we do energy drinks. They make me gassy. 
See, this isn't an energy drink. This is science. 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 I'm sorry. This yeah. is science. Okay. Uh, again, share with your friends. Thank you for listening. Send us some stuff. Follow us on medias. We need yep. to pre-record something that says something like that because yeah. I'm getting tired of saying all those things. We're gonna we're working on an intro too. Cool intro. Oh uh, yeah. To the podcast. I actually haven't started that at all. That'll add some fun. Um, I might add some background music to some of the stories too. Like when yeah. we do user, um, not user, listener experiences. That'd be fun. Might have like little tiny background music. I don't know. Tell us, tell us your ideas. Yeah. That would be I'll fun. put a jump scare halfway through. Just somebody blood curdlingly ah! screaming. <laughs> or like a goat noise. Ah! <laughs> Just really wake you up during work or wherever you are. <laughs> Dude, I have listened to some uh, like comedy podcasts in the middle of my work day. And I forget that no one else can hear it, so I'll just start busting a gut at my desk. And I'm like, what the heck are you doing? And yeah. So we'll put some jump scares in you in there to uh, get you and your coworkers at the same time. Because they'll be freaking out. Why are you screaming at work? So yeah. Thank fun. you again, and uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Peace out. Peace.